Welcome to another episode of the Novum Insightful. We're here with Stefan Rust, the founder of Trusted Node, a new DeFi project. Stefan is a huge veteran of the DeFi space. One of his big roles, among many others, has been CEO of Bitcoin.com. He's he's a hugely interesting guy, so I'm really excited to to welcome Stefan Rust to chat about Trusted Node and all the other many things that that Stefan is doing. No, thank you very much, Toby, for having me on this and and for your listeners for taking time out to listen to this. So, So, Stefan... We'd love to dive into to Trusted Node a bit and understand a bit about what you, you're doing. And in full disclosure, we, we've angel invested in the project at Novum. Um, uh, we're very excited just, just in terms of you as an entrepreneur, your thoughts about the DeFi space, but we'd love to understand and have our listeners understand a bit more about where you think this is headed and what what you think Trusted Node will do. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, Trusted Node sort of came out of a a sort of pain point that I experienced, right? I've been in Bitcoin back in 2012 and then acquired a whole bunch of different other coins. Um, We went through a deep winter um, between pretty much 2018 through to 2020 mid 2020 summer, I'd say, before this sort of DeFi summer really broke out. And throughout that period, I was looking to try and hold on to my crypto, keep the blockchain secure, and at the same time, so this emergence of proof of stake networks. And with this emergence of proof of stake networks, if I staked my coins with a validator node in that environment, I could earn rewards. I then at the same time found out that exchanges and wallets were not paying you any of the rewards. The exchanges were hosting validator nodes, yet not sharing the rewards with their community members that were giving them the tokens that they could then use on a cash management basis to delegate towards validator nodes, earn rewards, yet at the same time, possibly even earn airdrops through that. And none of that was passed on to me as a participant. When I then allocated those funds towards validator nodes, I realized, wow, I'm actually earning yield on that. And in early stages, you can earn anywhere up to 100%, 80%, 90%, all the way down to 6 7% yield in that specific token. So you never lose um, if you're just holding the token. And if token price go up, then so do your Um, participation and your rewards. And so I felt it started getting very complicated trying to manage your positions across multiple validator nodes and the cumbersome wallets that were available on some of the blockchains or not available on some of the blockchains. So it became very difficult. So how could we build a easy, easy interface where people could participate in securing the blockchain and earn the rewards for that. And that was sort of the genesis of Trusted Node. Amazing, amazing. So, uh, and and I think 
filling a big hole for users in the market and and um, super excited as to when it goes live. Um, in in terms of sort of how how you view the chain structure, sort of where where will Trusted Node be launching and which chains and how, how are you going to? I think there's a big problem with Ethereum version one, for example, um, in terms of the gas price and how people can can get the benefits of DeFi that aren't sort of big crypto whales. Yeah. Uh, how, are, how are you thinking about those kind of problems? Yeah, look, I mean, we we predominantly, so we're going live October 15th, so this Friday. So you will be able to participate in the proof of stake portal, as we call it, where you can actually delegate your funds as of October 15th. So we're ready for that. The team is pumped and, and working to make that deadline and, and making sure that the funds are secure and the dashboards are going to be accurate as to where and how you allocate your funds. We bet heavily on the proof of stake uh, growth. And so we saw that I think, you know, in the top 100 these days, there are about 30 proof of stake networks that are already in the top 100. If you look at it by the ranking by market cap, which is not an accurate way to view the blockchain projects because you're mixing in all the different types of uh, blockchains that are possible. But if you look at layer ones, um, you know, proof of stake is growing and it's also environmentally friendly, which is another good selling point for those networks. Um, at the same time, we have focused as a result out of that, we are also big believers in the cross-blockchain evolution, right? So you will be able to migrate across blockchain. And the two networks where we see the easiest and fastest on-ramp with big ecosystems are really the Polkadot ecosystem and all of the parachains around that, as well as the Kusama Canary network on the Polkadot ecosystem. You're seeing a lot of composability around that. The other area is the Cosmos blockchain with all of their zones um, that are live already today and changing and interchanging between each of those different blockchains. And the rewards are extremely high um, in the Cosmos exchange, particularly if you're delegating, you can earn 50, 100% yield just by delegating your existing tokens to one of the blockchains um, on the Cosmos ecosystem. Great. So, so, and you're anticipating going live on both both platforms at the same time. Yes. Like the... Yes. We won't have all of them at at go live date, but we'll be continuously adding new blockchains uh, for both those ecosystems. But we will also be adding others, right? So. Um, obviously, the other big blockchains will be supporting Polkadot, Cardano, uh, Solana, um, and, and some of the other ETH2, um, you know, Kusama, and then just sort of some of the other major blockchains down the road. Um, we have a list. We'll be publishing that very soon. And in the dashboard, you'll be able to see not only which blockchain you can delegate to, but you will also be able to see the APYs of each of the specific um, blockchains. 
And it's 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 a really interesting thing given your strategic roadmap and, yep. and your history, right? Like you were the CEO of Bitcoin.com. Uh it's kind of like almost being like Mr. Proof of Work yep. to Mr. Proof of Stake, if you get this right. Yep. Um, um what obviously I, I I've chatted with you a lot. Yep about your thoughts on the environment and 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 those kind of things but what 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 drove you to this point i'm i'm guessing an environmental measure but what what's the thinking um i think it was largely a couple of things right so i got in very early on in bitcoin and and what inspired me at bitcoin was the ability to transfer money instantaneously with no fees around the world as we were organizing at that time in my business, I was organizing developer hackathons around the world. We were doing 30 hackathons a year for some of the world's largest technology companies. And we were sort of acting as the proxy on behalf of those technology companies, engaging the software developers in Brazil, Guatemala, India, China, South Korea, you name it, around the world to build and do prototypes on top of some of their APIs, their platforms, their chipsets, et cetera. And throughout that, the ability to pay them through bank accounts was super cumbersome, seven days, high charges, et cetera. And so I love the fact that on a Skype call, I you gave me your address, I would then send you the funds and you'd receive it instantaneously at the same value that I sent it to you. Um, so that to me was inspiring and, 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 and that's why I got involved. Um, I then got, you know, then the Bitcoin fork happened and I met with Roger and I felt that Bitcoin cash was really on that mission and, and, and continued to drive down that path. So that's when I took on the CEO of Bitcoin.com, working alongside Roger Veer and some of the Bitcoin cash communities, really to try and accelerate the adoption and velocity of Bitcoin Cash and keep the fees minimal and the confirmations and finality super fast. And we built super innovative solutions around that. Um, however, um, that sort of led to the constant, um, I don't know, what, uh, you know, maximalism, if you will, for lack of a better name, that you know, Bitcoin above everything else and the innovation was neglected of what was actually happening in Ethereum. So when I stepped down as CEO um, in about April 2020, I got heavily into this. Um, I thought blockchain needs to be used to change the world. Um, and then by studying blockchain, how to drive additional change beyond just separating state and money, um, how could we use the blockchain I, I saw all the innovation happening around smart contracts on Ethereum that got me down into the proof of stake network. I took investments in companies that were on the Cosmos blockchain. So I learned about the whole Cosmos ecosystem and that then opened up a whole set of new opportunities that were attracting a large amount of developer activity. And I've always leaned and sort of migrated towards 
where the developers go, that's sort of where future of innovation is going to happen. And so hence that movement across from a traditional legacy proof of work environment to more of a proof of stake environment. And ultimately, the EVM compatibility, uh, which I feel is an important element in any kind of development there today in the blockchain space today. Great. Really, really interesting as a, as a history, and you've seen much of this space in, in all its different ecosystems. So uh, in that way, it's, a, it's, it's great that you're, I think, where many of our listeners will, will think the future is headed, but, but many, many people still haven't sort of participated in Cosmos or Polkadot. Like you're really living in the frontier in that way, right? Like, yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sort of feel, you know, my whole career, I've been a bit sort of advanced. Um, I mean, there are people way more uh, advanced than I am. And so um, we sort of have a, have a, a breakdown that all innovation happens in three steps. We have what we call um, sort of the... Um, feature foragers, right? People that are constantly hunting new features, identifying new opportunities, new trends, and setting the trends. But they don't necessarily always know that this is really going to be a breakthrough, but they're always testing it. And then there's a next layer down, which is what we call KOL, so key opinion leaders that lean and look towards the feature foragers to find out what is new and what are some of the trends coming down the um, horizon. And once the KOLs have found something that they really like and adopt from this selected set of feature foragers, they then pass that on to a term that we call groupies that are following all the KOLs to identify where's the next wave and which is the wave that I got to get onto. And so that sort of chain we sort of look at. And I think we're seeing a lot of feature foragers and KOLs start really buying into this cross-chain paradigm beyond the, uh, you know, the whole DeFi environment, the NFT trends that are happening, but this whole cross-chain element. And the other element that we're seeing is really this whole DAO element. So how do I manage a community or a collective in with and through a DAO, right? And so that is the modern organization. And that is what I think the fiat world should be taking examples of and learning how do I change my environment in a physical world to fit that environment that is representative of a DAO organization or the combining of a utility and a security into one core asset base. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So fascinating anyway, Stefan. So, so, um, so good luck with, with the launch. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'd love, I'd love to, because whenever we chat, yeah. um, we we get into very sort of <laughs> philosophical change the world territory. And I'd love to explore all of that about you, like like what's driving you, where where you think things are going. I know I know you care deeply about like environmental change yep. and 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 that kind of thing and sustainability generally. 
what 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 are your thoughts? What what, what are you thinking about in in those areas at the moment? Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, you know, Greta was at the youth summit in, and she gave a presentation there. And I felt, you know, well, I resonated with that a lot where she just felt that a lot of the go green ESG impact related things are, are twofold. One is a lot of, um, marketing, a lot of noise, a lot of saying we're going to do this, but then the actions are still way behind the narrative, right? So how do we accelerate the actions to meet the narrative, number one? The other element is everybody is super reliant on and and hoping and, and betting on regulation. And I don't think that that's the right way to solve the problem, right? How do we not have regulation, but have self-governance? How do we allow the users to participate and decide and make a purchasing decision based on this is um, green friendly, not green friendly, and how do we provide that transparency? And I believe blockchain has shown a great model in terms of how that can be done. We have transparency in terms of the blockchain explorer, in terms of a decentralized ledger. So we hold the accountability and traceability in that decentralized ledger is available. The tokenization of assets or environmental assets uh, or commodities are all of a sudden made available, providing liquidity and tradability and value that can be distributed to the participants, to the user, and to the concerned individual. So we have so many elements all wrapped into the blockchain that speak to driving and accelerating the impact on the environment. And so I've been really trying to evangelize that, find companies that are active in that space and investing in those companies, as well as building vehicles like with Cryptosphere that enable participants that are interested in supporting technologically scalable solutions that are going to accelerate impacts um, to the positive of humans living on the planet. Um, yeah, we created Cryptosphere, a product that allows anybody to participate um, in the blockchain evolution as well as in impact combined. And and maybe maybe we should dig into cryptosphere. Yeah. I mean, Stefan, you're you're a man of sort of a hundred projects in some ways. So, so it's uh, it's it's hard to delve into all of them. But but what what's the what what have you been doing with cryptosphere? So, so we launched. It's it's actually it's um we partnered with a group out of Switzerland, Tavis Digital, and um, they provide the fund management as well as the um, sort of green expertise in terms of quantifying the impact of our investments. And so we bring the blockchain expertise deal flow to the mix. So it's a beautiful synergy between the two groups. 
Um, and we formalize that in the on what we call the Sphere product, right? And Crypto Sphere, there's a website where you can read up all about the product. But we created what we call an AMC, an Actively Managed Certificate, which is a freely tradable equivalent to an ETF that allows investors to participate in some of the decisions that we make and purchases and investments that we make into through Cryptosphere into um, blockchain projects such as Regen.network, Energy Web Token, um, and the supply chain area like Origin Trail, Suku. So we focused on three categories: carbon credits, energy, as well as the sort of others category, which is really around supply chain traceability and Oracle services to ensure accuracy associated with the data. So you have an independent Oracle that's providing verification associated with some of the algorithmic solutions that are used to calculate um, your carbon footprint of a real estate entity, the carbon um, sequestered in a biodiverse um, farm, for example, and things like that. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Um, so um, obviously, like you, you've got your hands full, Stefan, and 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 I know that there's a lot more under the hood. But I guess, in terms of just generally, where where you think the crypto space is heading, and and what what it will enable people to do, I, I think you've touched on a lot of that in from the very beginning of this interview but yeah. sort of what what do you think are the most important traits of crypto and blockchain and how far do you think we are along the curve of it fulfilling its potential well i i i we're still i mean early on right i think it's it's early on it, the technology itself is still maturing the tool sets are, are evolving across all the different blockchains so i think we have a nice long trend this is similar to the impact that the automotive industry had at the beginning of 1900s right this is going to be similar to what the internet started to provide you know sort of in the 1980s 1990s when that first grew up and what mobile then took on in the 2000s, right? This is going to be a, a century-long innovation that's going to impact every aspect of our economy. Um, so I believe that this is one of the greatest times to be alive, and, and I'm super excited to be in this environment. I think the, what gets me excited and, and why I wake up every morning and, and, and work really late every evening is because... I just feel that there are two or three aspects that I, I, I really see and I want the world to understand this. Um, they don't need to understand the technology. Don't worry about it. You know, there are enough experts in there and engineers that are solving all the technology solutions as well as auditing the technological solutions as well as contributing to broken elements after an audit into those engineering solutions. So that's, that is handled, but two elements that really stand out. One is the governance, right? Everybody feels that in blockchain, we need to regulate, we need to regulate, but actually 
<laughs> what they don't understand, it's very self-regulated. There is a lot of interest in um, protecting users, identifying scammers, uh, notifying others, be careful, watch out. So if you're part of a community, they help you, but you will do mistakes. Just um, the community will handhold you and guide you if you're cautious enough and take the care careful steps in advance. They will help you through and navigate what is good, what is bad, where to go to do your own research, but it is not a nanny state, right? You you cannot be expected to be handholded the whole way. You do have to do your own research. Stefan, um, it's been an amazing conversation um, and really looking forward to hearing about the launch of Trusted Node and um, thank you very much. No, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for the questions and the interview. And and like you, we're super excited about Trusted Node and, and getting that launched. Uh, and, and go and join our Telegram groups, right? Trusted Nodes um, on Telegram, follow us on Twitter and, and, and go to the website on the 15th. And if you have some tokens in some of the delegation and you're looking for some reward, um, hopefully we offer an interesting opportunity for you.